The DWA podcast is recorded live to SD card at the old Wrigley building in Santa Cruz, California. Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh my god. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All oh, this melts of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> Damn it, I screwed up. Schmushes. Schmooshy boochie. Schmoochy boochies. Snoochies. Welcome to Driving Well Awesome. My name is Warren. I am Lane. I'm Art. No, I'm Brian. This is a Sunday edition. Thank you for joining us. How are you guys doing? How are you doing? Doing good. Right, right back yeah. at you. Yeah. Doing good. It's like a volley. Feeling pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Getting Feeling strong. Ready. We had a good Patreon edition earlier where we were going over all the crazy stuff coming up. and um, We didn't talk cars much. That's okay. Talked about a, a comedy club. I went to a comedy show over the weekend. Sweet. It's good times. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen to Patreon, folks. Yeah. $5 a month gets you in there. Can do it. Yep. I've only been to one comedy show, and it was Bob Saget uh-huh. at the Regency in San Francisco. And unfortunately, there was a heckler that was like over the top. Like oh, it, it was. It wasn't like the one guy that says some shit and he gets shut up. This guy was just nonstop, and he was right next to me, and he was standing up and all oh, this shit. Oh, jeez. And I was like, everyone was like, dude, what they the didn't fuck? kick like, him out? Dude, well, no. And I was waiting for security. Everyone was giving the guy shit, like, shut the fuck down, like, shut up, blah blah blah, and nothing. Like, then security would just kind of look over, and I guess he thought it was fine because he was engaging him the whole time. But like the, the heckler was stoked, you know, obviously like he wanted uh, it and it's not fine. Not yeah, fine. Boss, so like, annoying. Laying into him or what? Yeah, laying into him. Totally ruined the show though. Like it was Absolutely. like super lame. Not into it. That's oh. terrible. Yeah. Absolutely terrible. Yeah. Um Yeah, listen to Patreon. I don't want to give anything away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was good times. Good times. Um yeah, so Sunday edition. I had uh, two I guess it'd be corrections. Two uh, for two. Two for two. Two and two. Eighteen month year old, not a thing. Is that what you're saying? Uh, Eighteen month year old is a thing. I looked that up. <laughs> That's a Greek <laughs> Roman uh, numerical system. But uh, I had said that there was a two hundred nine mile an hour gust on mm. Kirkwood. Yeah. Turns out the fucking weather station they're not verifying it. They won't say that's a record because Mistake. the humidity listed or something was incorrect. And now they're saying the whole weather station's bunk. Data's wrong. Oh, nice. Wrong that's data. Like, that's like when a cop gives you a speeding ticket, but then you ask for his calibrations on his speedometer, and they hadn't calibrated for five years. I've done that mm-hmm. before, All and he said it's not safe to let you see the uh, the gun. You know, you asked to see. <laughs> the, they were yeah. supposed to keep oh, the reading. The reading. Yeah. How is it not safe? I don't know. Laser in your eyes, man. No, no, like the road was too dangerous to uh. like, go back and get it. And I said, nice bullshit, sir. And then I was in jail for three days. <laughs> nice. um, the second thing was I, I mentioned fixing my wife's uh, Lexus headlight and it wasn't auto leveling. Yes. I turned the little motor inside the headlight, basically like where it plugs in. I just fucking jiggled it around and it works. Mm. Oh, the old loose. jiggle fix. Sometimes it works. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it wasn't in the right. Uh, what do they call that? Indexed. Properly. Okay. I see. So uh, all is well on the headlight angle. That's good. 
Literally. Headlight angle. Mm-hmm. For now. For now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's my big, my big stuff. Or I'm done. Oh, <laughs> and um, Mighty Max got hit. Oh, get that money. Insurance <laughs> payout, baby. Let me, let me run this by you guys. This is dude, the worst. thousands of dollars, dude. This is the worst thing. Were you in it? No. It was broken parked, neck, man. Parked at my house. My next door neighbor backed his trucks accidentally into it. Oh, well, you're getting, this is, you're building up neighbor points right now by letting it go. So let me, let me finish this real quick. He calls me immediately, goes, I just hit your truck. I'm so sorry. Fuck. Uh, let me know what it's going to take to fix. And I go, ah, and I'm thinking he really hit it hard. Like, and I'm like, did you total it? Come on. Like, at least do something. But, uh, when I got home, it's the front left turn signal smashed. Oh, so he calls you a, Basically, you're not at home, and so you have yeah. to spend some hours wondering how bad. Oh my is. god! Imagine how worried he was. Nights, <laughs> sleepless nights. Um, so fenders smashed a little bit, turn signals smashed, and grill is smashed a little bit. Ooh. So now I'm in this stupid fucking position where if it was someone I didn't know or like, I would just submit it to insurance. They would probably total out the truck. I'd get a check for like 900 bucks, probably more actually 1200 bucks. And, um, and I either get to keep the truck or not and I'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Right. But in this yeah. case, I'm going to buy a turn signal and buy a grill and then the fender's going to be fucked up forever. And I'm just gonna have to live with it and charge them for those parts. But it's like, I basically get nothing extra out of it. So, so, and you're going to have to install the parts yourself. And they probably won't install properly because the shit's fucking bashed yeah. in. Yeah. So, cor- for the first course of action, um, your concern is that he's going to get dinged on insurance, right? Permanent yeah. record, as um, one might say. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I guess w- I wonder what that is for that car. Like, I mean, if it's so, if it's so cheap, right? Like, in theory, like if it's 1200 bucks, like over the course of whatever. I don't know. Like I don't know is, how that works. Yeah. I, I've never understood that algorithm where if you get into an accident, it's like your rates go up, but to what point and why and right. how long and it's and like a black you, box. Yeah, you and really like you're, you've been a good driver for how long? You know, ten years, let's say. So do your rates go up less because you've had a good history, or I don't know. So, so this is so some years ago, um, <laughs> I had a lady back into me in a parking lot, mm-hmm. and I was in a in a three hundred e W one twenty four, and I was just driving in my lane, and she backed straight out and hit my fender uh, driver side, crunched the front corner of the fender corner light as well, and that was it. And so what I did, like as trying to be nicer, I said, "All right, I'm going to give you three quotes." Like I went to three different body shops in town, and I just submitted exactly what they, you know, one was like. 1900 bucks. The other one was like 750 and whatever. And so yeah. we basically, I, I had her give me like the, the, like the average or something. I can't remember what it was. And I fixed it myself. Um, and I actually did, I pulled it and like I, I filled it and I actually rattle can that corner <laughs> and everything. Yeah. And I made it look pretty decent, but then I pocketed that money. Right. So like that's one, one option, right? But see, that's the, I can't do that. First of all, the truck he knows is just my like dump truck. Dump yeah, that truck. is true. Yeah, it's his and neighbor. I'm not going to yeah. take it to a body shop and be like, what's going to take to fix this fender and paint it? They'd be like, that's yeah, $2,000. I'm not, yeah. not going to do that. Here's yeah. what I think you have to so do. So insurance then. So here's the other angle before you answer. Okay. Um, he is a butcher at one of the best butcher shops in town. I could get payment in meat. That's the answer. That is the answer. Yeah, that's um, the answer. Like every Just holiday. get rid of the truck and then get payment in meat. How do I get rid of the truck? 
Well, that was going to be pick my and pull answer. To pick it up. Is, <laughs> I, I would say you would have to walk up to him and be like, that's going to be 400 bucks. And then you toss him the keys. Oh, I like that. <laughs> you break it, you buy it. Dude, that's a good call, Brian. And then it just, the truck's can, worth more than $400. Okay. Well, here's the deal. How about it's $500, toss him the keys and you still park it in your space and, truck, and it's the neighborhood truck anyways. $900 <laughs> minimum. <laughs> Is what I'm taking for the truck. Throw nine hundred dollars yeah, at him, then yeah, I, throw him. But I do throw, like throw the idea because it it is the neighborhood truck anyways. People are using it to haul shit around. Like you're still gonna have access to it. You just don't own it anymore. So yeah, you, but he, he doesn't want to keep want, it. Give it, give it. Give it to him. You say, uh, give the decision to him. Say, give me four hundred bucks, <laughs> or he's saying nine hundred, dude. Nine hundred bucks, and I'll give you the truck. Let him decide. Give okay, me four hundred bucks. Four hundred bucks. I keep it. Yeah, okay, but you I, give me four hundred bucks because you hit it, and I need to replace all these parts. But it's only two parts that I really need to replace. The question is, will the new parts fit into the damaged fender? They don't. That's I'm rounding. They will up with here. a zip tie. Yeah. I'm rounding up here just to cover that. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, it's give me because I'm not going. I'm not going to replace the fender. I mean, I could, but then if it's not painted and fuck, aren't they all the same color? Bullshit. You know? <laughs> it's all. It's just a headache. It's a headache. For they me. Really, I, they really are just out a of pick. It. What, what's this going to cost? That pick and pull. They don't exist at pick and pull, but I really, mean, let's find yeah. out right now. I look all the time. Yeah, they're oh wow. Very rare so, anywhere. what about the four hundred plus the meat? We have <laughs> the meat, and and is he tossing the keys too in this scenario? Nah, nah I don't think the tossing the key thing. Why do you want to? I don't want to toss the keys. I want to fix it, but I, I want, just I'm just thinking from his perspective. At some point, if uh, when you get to a certain money level, it's like just let me. Bu- I'll just buy the truck from you. you Essentially, know? if I was going through insurance. I would be able to finagle it somehow to get twelve hundred bucks, or nine hundred, and I keep the truck. Right. That's probably what would happen. And I have nine hundred dollars in my pocket. So, and it, I'm going to spend like two hundred on parts it's or less. Amazing how painless the process can be. As uh, I've I, I bumped into a lady before, did it all through insurance, and it was like, I, I you know I didn't track very closely like where my rates went. It the, the, the has been in the past like a difficult thing because I'm always like adding and removing cars. So it's yeah, like, who yeah. knows, right? Yeah. And it's over six, 12 months. Uh, so I didn't closely track that, but you report it to insurance and it was like, everything's taken care of. It was like almost zero money out of pocket. They did raise my rates by whatever, but I think it was all pretty minor. It was like, it was I guess easier for me. Be... Like in that case, I was so surprised at how much better of a situation it was that it was reported to insurance than if I would have had to come up with whatever a thousand bucks out of pocket or whatever a stupid bumper would be. But he doesn't have full coverage on this thing. It's not like no, he's no, going to be doing it. I would be going the, against his, his yeah. insurance. Yeah, yeah. So he has to pay for the damage on one yeah, car. Yeah. His insurance would literally take care of everything. Oh yeah. And he would never even notice. Yeah. Well, and, I don't and know that would true. be, that would be like, it, it would be good on your side. It would be easy on his but side. But he probably doesn't want to do that. He wants to throw more in $800 or, but I mean, 300, 300. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. It's like this black art of trying to figure out like how much his rates are going to go up. Yeah. If he was able to compare side by side, like I either come up with 800 cash or I pay nothing and I pay in small increments over time on insurance, like, and like this whole permanent record idea that I was bringing up a little while ago, like, I have no idea what it looks like. No, I don't either. And like, like what they take, you know, windshields are free. And then, uh, you know, but when does this, you know, little fender bender like start actually like really significantly raising your rates? Like, 
Right. And what are you going to pay over time for that? You know, $800 might be more than you pay over time on your insurance going up. Right. Yeah. In which case it's cheaper and easier to just like report it to insurance. It but, might, yeah, might, he might even have like accident forgiveness for something like that, right? Which some insurance do, like mm. if for something super minor like I that. Think like under one like under insurance certain, company. Is it Allstate? Or is this an Allstate? I think the real answer is do you want it? I think the question is do you want to keep the truck or not? If you do, it sounds yeah. like you do. Yeah, the truck's then you fine. just you, you go on, you find out how much the little, the two parts you need are, and you make them work on the truck, and I don't think it'll and be too I just too charge easy. them straight for the parts. Yeah, I think so. No other. Yeah, it's a neighbor, dude. It's not like and some maybe random. maybe a uh, prime rib. And maybe you yeah, go, hey, and uh, I take some. Uh, rack of lamb. Yeah, I take some and meat. And that too. helps pay for your labor to do all this stuff. Yeah. Now, there is another option here that I might be able to get paid in beef jerky. Does well, he, yeah, there you go. go. That's, That's a personal question. Is that yeah. something he uh, does? I think maybe. Or well, maybe yeah. he can provide it and then you start the beef jerky business? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, by the way, uh, five Mighty Maxes in at pick and pulls across California. Not nothing oh, close. Across California. Across so California. Nice little weekend What's the drive. Closest one? Yeah, yeah. The closest one is in Modesto. Yeah, it's literally uh, best look. Actually, no, I'm lying. New York. New Newark. Sorry. Oh, the New Newark's York. not far. Newark is is not too bad, but Oakland, it is a blue yeah. truck. The other ones are all gray, just like yours, but they're Mine's Modesto, Fresno, Fairfield. Some of them have fender benders. By yours the way. isn't gray. <laughs> no. Yours is definitely it's gray. It's a pewter. That's gray. No, it is it's not gray. gray. Yeah, that is a gray. It's more gold than gray. What? No, it's got a you're little wrong. gold into it. Hmm. You're crazy. I know. Uh, so you're doing the, the bro deal, huh? Just like, all right, let me. I'll just, I'll get the parts, cover that. Dude, it's a neighbor. It's like a totally different meat, thing. Dude, working the meat. I like the meat. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I, I, I think you're you, not going <laughs> to feel good about it at the end of the day. <laughs> no, I, I'm saying to right now that it's fucked for me. Oh, for sure. And yeah. I, I think you have to accept that. Yeah, I have accepted it. It yeah. sucks. It's like, and, but really, do you re- like how much do you really care? I don't care, but I wish it was FedEx that did it. And I of course, money. Dude. That's, the, that's the only difference. It, it's yeah. like, I'm going to live with it. It's yeah. not, the, not a big deal, but he even said he was backing out, um, had like his hands full and he heard the beeping in his parking sensors and he slammed on the brakes, but it was too, too soon. He's so, backing out fast. I guess so. I have a, another <coughs> scenario for you. What if it was your E30? Oh my God. Yeah. Full it'd be insurance. totally different. Yeah. yeah. Full insurance. Yeah. You would, you would work man. Yeah. That's a totally different story. RX. Any other car. Any yeah. other car. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah, this is a that. weird scenario, right? Because it's like the it's it's like the sixth car. What is it? Like, it's, it's like, like a, a tool, right? Yeah, so it's, a, it's like almost it he is, ran into my wheelbarrow. Dude, it doesn't have a straight <laughs> body panel on the thing. That's the either. thing, it's, it's like totally like, beat, right? Yeah. 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 This car has caused you more headaches than benefit, I think. I don't think that's true. What headaches does it cause me? Remember when someone threw a rock through that your window? That was like four years ago when I replaced <laughs> I remember, Ryan. I mean, how about, uh, how about that how fuel injection piece that you could never find? Yeah. I mean, you, had to, you had to do all this work on it. Remember you were like attaching a rear view mirror? Oh Welding God. holes. You were doing Using sheet metal self-tapping screws. Self-tapping screws, yeah. yeah. Still working. What happened with the rear view mirror? No, but I mean, these are all like dramatic, terrible events for you. <laughs> <laughs> the rear view mirror literally just... Corroded away. Well, I plastic. remember that. And what, the, what was the solution? Uh, he couldn't find. He didn't know what I to could, do. I wasn't going to spend thirty-five dollars on one. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they make a uh, clip-on. Maybe, maybe all we hear is the bad stuff. Absolutely. 
We, like we don't hear ships. the good stuff. It's no, like he, never, try, he tries to throw in the good stuff. He really boasts when like, oh, my neighbor, you know, a couple mattresses yesterday, man. You know, uh, I, I moved a foosball table for JT. Oh, there you go. It was nice. He owns a full size truck, but who does he call? Mike hey. Max. Oh, uh, talk about not a benefit of owning that truck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everyone harassed Hey, him. I had to help my friend move a foosball table. Dude, we drove to Pleasure Point. We had some laughs, a couple yucks. Get a lot um, of friend credit. What did I bring for uh, Morning Motors and the the... Typhoon, Mighty Max. Okay. In the Typhoon, you were confusing me because we were talking about trucks. And I was <laughs> like, what, what, yeah, what? I thought he brought yeah. a Typhoon right. to Morning the, Motors yeah, yeah. in the Mighty Max. <laughs> Whoa. Maybe Atmospheric River would have been a better description. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. That's cool. So we all got to see the Mighty Max that day. You guys have driven, ridden in it and had a great video made about That's it. the yeah. best thing that ever happened to that Mighty Max. I've yeah. driven it, too. Where would we be? I've driven what it. Yeah. Pretty... What is it? Hundreds of thousands of views in that thing? What is it? Uh, yeah, over a hundred thousand. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely the the most viewed Mighty Max video uh, on Thank YouTube. Oh, of all time, yeah, of all time, sure, dude. Poo pooing it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mean, it's okay if it dies now. I mean, it's legendary. You know, it's good. <laughs> we can move on. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's Legends had it's had died. a good history. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. I wish truck rentals were easier. I wish there was like the, uh, mm. like in San Francisco, the truck on the side of the street. Yeah, but you that's can just like very, grab. Are they really common? There's, Trucks? yeah, I, I used U-Hauls quite a bit in the city like that, like recently, but there were, I wish that was, more, all, um, I wish that was a thing in Santa Cruz because it would be a nice option to not have a truck and then jump in one, but I don't want to go have to go to fucking Home Depot and fill out paperwork and, do all that shit. Yeah. You know what's the hardest ass. thing about Home Depot running a truck? I did the last time I did it, you have to like show your proof of insurance. Oh jeez. So you had to find it on your phone or something? Yeah. And I didn't have it. I had to text my wife and she had to send it to me and Yeah, that's the whole thing, dude. Yeah. I wish they had like a zip truck option. But yeah. It would be nice. I know. Is there a car share thing in Santa Cruz? No. Uh, there is a few spots downtown of Zipcar, yeah. but there's like like ten, you know, ten cars around the whole city, maybe. Mm. At least I I don't use them. Yeah, so I've never sure. seen them. They or they used to sit over by Whole Foods, huh? Mm-hmm. There used and to be some. some downtown by Hula's mm. over there. Interesting. Anyhow, they have a little bikes. You can get an uh, electric bike and go to the dump. Sure yeah. do. Electric do a dump round. Foosball table with that though, <laughs> right? You need three or four bikes. Yeah, or your friend can just haul his own foosball table in his truck that he owns. <laughs> He's got a cab on the back, though, yeah. so he can't. That was it. Camper. No take plan. those legs off real quick off a foosball table. I'll never go back on that fucking particle board. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Strip out. Fucking garbage. That's true. So, Lane, uh, you didn't need a ride to the podcast today. I didn't. I drove my car, and we still don't know what the thumping is. God damn it. Yeah. Danny? Uh, so that's one Lane thought. Has a subwoofer that he doesn't know about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, someone installed it. Trick yeah. install. Um, w- one idea was the tranny, but it's very unlikely. Um, uh, option. The tires are the big suspect right now. Tires. Yeah. Michelin's? Yeah, the because the rears are so worn. The uh, one rears. So can so you? I guess you need tires anyway. It's so all. It's on tire. one side, right? So yeah, that's the thing. Side to side, and which, then you can. Yeah, so we can try that. But that's why. Do you have group four wheels that you're waiting to? Run? I do. I don't have tires yet. Um, that's the thought of like it not being a transmission too. It's coming from one side. It 
it's in neutral. It's any time. It's it's in drive. It's in neutral. You oh, know, it's like. And I was it's, picturing it would be like a transmission mount or something that's wearing out. But, but it's like it's like see. a it's a thumping. With yeah, but it's all, does it go up with yeah. RPMs too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With with oh. not with RPMs. It's with rotation. Speed. Rotation. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's it's so it is a rotating thing, yeah, not yeah, like yeah. a mount where yeah. it would be. Shit. And you have staggered wheels, so you can't put the fronts in the back. Uh, I probably could, can, actually. That, will it? Yeah, I bet I could, just drive it around the street, around the block or something. As long as you don't hit anything. Or yeah, yeah. I'll see. I guess, I don't know if the front would fit up. Right. The rear would fit up front, though. Um, yeah, so that's the, the... At first, so he took apart the rear right wheel bearing to check that, and he said it was pretty... You know, he showed me, it was, like, pretty worn... So, or, you know, getting there kind of rusty and stuff. So he replaced that and he's like, oh, this is what it's going to be. And then you get back, they go and test drive it. Nope. Yeah, not it. You know, a bunch of, of that stuff, like change the transmission fluid. Nope. You know, just kind of look for stuff in there. It's like clean, no metal. Um, uh, yeah. So basically don't know what is wrong, but they did, uh, replace the power steering pump, which is nice because I've needed that for a while. Nice. And then, um, they replaced the front, the top hat bolt that I had oh, broke. Right. Right. And then they, I do have an oil pan gasket leak, which sucks. That needs it's to be replaced bad. at some point. It's decently, it's, it's going on in my header. So it's kind of like, uh, smoke, you know, it's a smoky one. That's mm-hmm. why I don't know if you were in my car. You're like, yeah, I can smell oil, oil pan. Smoke. And yeah. Well, dude, have you seen the yeah. oil pan on those cars? No. It's super, it's super tall. high up. Yeah. It's oh. like, it's, yeah, and then the header kind of goes under it oh, on the crazy. on the passenger side. Um, so, and that that one sucks. I've done it myself before, where you have to like drop the subframe and oh, everything yeah. to do it. It's kind of annoying. And that's the one I was telling you guys where I I uh, broke two of the bolts tightening it back oh, on. Oil pan? Yeah, Dude, you'll totally break an oil pan. Uh, they, if you tighten them down too much, yeah, uh, crack, warp it, warp it, and yeah. everything. Uh, that those oil pans, it's aluminum, though. That's it's, what I mean. Those are the worst ones. It's pretty, pretty stout, dude. It's like really stout. But those, yeah, those are like you just snug them all the way around. There, yeah, like yeah, fifty yeah. of them. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, exactly. Uh, but I snapped two of them once. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. I'm thinking, trying to think, what else they did. I don't know. That's basically it. So but it just you, sucks. I get the car back and, you know, obviously still clunking, it's, it's yeah. still clunking. Um, so I need to try, try tires out. Actually, well, I think Blaze has some do? cookie cutters I can throw on it and try. Oh, good idea. Yeah. Was what are you going to do for the rally? I mean, your tires are that worn. Well, you tires, yeah, are yeah. tires are gone. Tires yeah. are coming. So what are you going to so do for the rally? Put tires on it. Oh, okay. I have tires I know, coming. There's not that much time. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Got it, got it. And, and, but it, so it's all, you know, waiting for that, but it's just like, that's the worst, you know, he's like, ah, I, I hate this. I don't know what it is, you know, he's like kind of going through it all. And mm. is it super um, easy to recreate? It's very reliable. Oh, you just drive it. Yeah. It's not like a, and oh, and then they said they put, when they put it up in the air, they couldn't hear any noises. You know, they had two guys like out back looking to it, had it up on the lift and had the car going and then we're moving the wheels and they couldn't hear any noises. It's only when it's on the ground, mm-hmm. which also kind of goes to tires as well because it's like when right. you know it's an actual contact patch that and it's with rotation so you mm-hmm. you would think you would hear it up on the lift if it was the transmission um there'd yeah. be like there'd be still be a thump yeah you know it wouldn't change under, it wouldn't matter if it was under load as much. yeah exactly so but with inspection on the tires there's nothing obvious it's like um they're i mean they're really worn out in the on the insides it yeah i mean 
and I've had that. I have had, I think I talked about it a couple of podcasts ago when we were talking about this and I didn't think it was the tires, but, um, I've been in like my brother blaze had a boxster and it had Pirelli's are kind of known for this. A lot of Pirelli's, but, um, I remember being in that, that car and we thought the wheel bearings were like gone. It was like scary gone. They were like, the car was do, 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 like so fucking loud. And it was just the, the tires were below the wear bars essentially, or maybe not even, but they're kind of, those tires were known for getting that choppy yeah. when they got, when they got a little yeah. old. Um, Michelin's are usually pretty smooth, but yeah, but I you, could, as you said, you, yeah, I warm out. I could have flat spotted them a little bit on the yeah. rally or something. I don't know. Yeah. And then I guess that can get, I guess it can get a little worse. It's not like, I mean, it's, if you, it's not like, if you have the window down, windows down, like today with the windows down, you're not like, oh shit, look, feel how rough that is and how loud mm-hmm. that is. It's when you put the windows up and you know, it's almost like yeah, a frequency let's... thumpy kind of thing. Yeah, it's yeah. just a thump. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you get the, I mean, you, speaking of inconveniencing people, you can have your brother come over and you jack both cars up and do the wheels, cause he, but he has fresh tires, but yeah. you know, but he also has the old wheels, right, that came with the Yeah, car. I was thinking I could probably put the the cookies off, yeah. off the car on the back and just try that real quick. Yeah. But the, also, yeah. I mean, I'm getting, getting new tires, tires anyways, yeah. so... I don't know if I want to deal with all that. The good news is it doesn't sound serious as far as like a safety or performance thing. I mean, they were saying, they're like, yeah, just go drive it. (laughs) So what tires are coming? Uh, Same ones. Yeah. Same same exact tires. I forget what they're called, like PE2s or something, Michelin. Yeah, the Pilot Exaltos. Yeah, Pilot Exaltos Sports. Um, They're just a Porsche-specific tire. It's like in the... in the 225, like 50, 16 size, that's kind of all there, there really is. I think Continental makes something. Um, yeah, Continental makes the D, what's the, what's the Continental tire? It's, it's the good one. It's not the DW anymore. It's like the Sport Contact. Yeah, yeah. Which is a good tire. Whatever, yeah. Um, and then they make the ones that Warren has, which are kind of an old tire at this point. Yeah. Um, what are those? The, the BF Goodred, BFGs, uh, Sport Comp 2s. Yeah. Yeah, there's some other kinds, but. Michelin, this is all Michelin does for that car. So, yeah. Cool. Anyway, are doing it before the rally or just tires? Um, I think it's just that. You got oil change done? Um, no, I need to do an oil change. You didn't have to do it. I no. thought you would, you would said you were, ah, oh, yeah, I'll just have it. Yeah, I was, it's going to, I didn't. Yeah. Well, that's like the easiest thing in the world, at least. Yeah. So. <laughs> Except for the freaking oil filter on your car. It's annoying, right? Oh, yeah, it's annoying, but it gets, it's, it's messy. Yeah. That's the thing. Because yep. you you will drip oil everywhere. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's such a stupid design. I don't it's understand. It's a that. vertical. This episode of Driving While Awesome is brought to you by Endurance Warranty. Endurance is a direct provider of vehicle protection plans that save drivers thousands of dollars on auto repairs, and it's one of the largest vehicle protection companies in the U.S. Endurance Protection Plan shield drivers from the high cost of auto repairs. They pay mechanics directly for parts and labor and cuts out the middleman. And they're the number one vehicle protection company rated by Consumer Affairs. They offer the best customer service in the industry, staying with customers every step of the way from quote to claim. And speaking from experience, since I've run a couple automotive repair shops, it is pretty nice to have a customer with a... uh, Extended service plan. Thank you. Uh, 
And I've been in that situation where I've had one and where I haven't. And it's very nice when you have it. Right. And also it makes it quite nice for the person behind the counter who's working on your car to have a partner, someone that they can call and reference um, and help them through the uh, repair process. Some of these parts on the daily drivers that you may have now are quite expensive uh, specialty parts that only come from dealers. These guys help you get the parts. They pay for the labor and kind of act as a, um, I don't know, almost like a partner while you're yeah. going through the process. And they'll give you a rental car and do all that stuff as well. That's right. Uh, which is great, and deal with the tow if needed. So from getting the car to the shop, getting it repaired, and back to you, that's pretty darn nice. Um, if you go to endurancenow.com forward slash DWA, $300 off just for our listeners uh, through Endurance. So check that out for sure. Um, and I'd like to finish up by saying... Insurance plus endurance equals total protection. Check them out. For more information about Endurance's vehicle protection plans, visit endurancewarranty.com. I took my car, my the van again in for a little trip check and uh, oil change and tire rotation. I felt kind of lazy taking it in, but at the same time, at my garage doing a tire rotation on that van is fucking oh, pain yeah, in the ass. Oh, yeah, tire rotation. You need, like, three jacks <laughs> yeah, to do it right, right. To do it two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, it was worth it. It was 110 bucks or something to do all that. And, and it's not... Well, another thing that's a benefit there is you get another set of eyes yeah. looking at it from a lift. Which yeah. There's always little things that can be going wrong and it's better totally. to catch them early. And uh, did, did they catch anything? No, luckily yeah. the van's in pretty good shape. Yeah. Um, but, uh, they didn't catch anything and it's, it's good to go. So yeah, I've got a camping trip coming up in a, uh, week, nice. week and a half. Nice. So. Oh, cool. Big sir. Sweet. Oh yeah. I got my car smog too. Oh, nice. How'd Every two year thing. That's a huge How'd deal. Dude, it, tailpipe's really clean. It's yeah. just the fact that it has a header. Oh, they give you a hard you time. You know, they just have to throw a little gas, and I don't ask any questions. A lot of mumbling right there. <laughs> <laughs> but, dude, that's what sucks about that stuff. It's like sucks. tailpipe's completely clean. Like, the header doesn't do anything for, like... It makes it right It does better. nothing, it's dude. More it improves flow. Yeah. It's more efficient. It, so like, it yeah. does not hurt a single thing. It's not like I'm killing the environment. I still run a cat. I'm like... You know, and it, and it passed the tailpipe. Yeah, it's like clean. Absolutely, it ran. It runs really I good. I know that stuff's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it's not completely ridiculous. It's a slippery slope, right? Like, not well, really. All factors. Not really. If you're just case. if you're measuring off tailpipe, then the other stuff shouldn't matter. That's what I'm saying. Visually, you you can fail for visual, yet the smog going into the air yeah. is clean for that test. Yeah, for that test. That's right. what that bothers me. But but from like an enforcement perspective, it's like. The factory does a package, and as a system, that's like what's approved, right? And but you start it, letting little but changes. Why does it in. matter? Yeah, why does it matter if it passes tailpipe? tailpipe? So and especially yeah, with a I car that's see, thirty. I mean, I'm just being devil's advocate no, no, here. No, but I can see on the as street, far as like an enforcement per. Well, and a car that's like, thirty-five years old. I can see on the street a cop opening your hood and saying, "Ah, it's not. I can't tell if the tailpipe is good, so I'm going to write you a ticket." Yeah. But literally, the smog shop is the one doing a visual. And they can fail you for it. So Even though your tailpipe is well, as clean maybe as ever. The only, maybe the test, the smog test, is based on the idea that they're looking for motors that are running incorrectly and they want to get those off the street. 
And the only way they can set up that test is by having the baseline of like, this is what a factory came with, right? Yeah, that's and, what the test, the tailpipe and, test is. Yeah, but the tailpipe test, I, I don't think it uh, covers like all driving conditions and everything, right? No, it goes through the RPMs. It goes idle, 3,000 RPM, whatever. Yeah, it's pretty close. I mean, yeah. it's not going to... No, no, I don't think they're running at 6,800 RPM. No, but like what that. difference? No. So I'm saying like when you start allowing little changes here and there, I mean, I'm, I'm all for like, let's do a, a real emission test. Like if, as long as I can meet a certain number, then I'm good. But, uh, you know, I, I'm just trying to, you know, I, there's probably a fair reason why. Well, uh, I don't think there is. I think it's, it's, it, it kind of has to do with what you're getting at here is that it's a, it's basically like a dumb rule. It's like, super blanketed right it's like because at some point you could start fucking with evap stuff or oil recirculation and egr and all that and some of that can have an impact right like if you're supposed to have like a you know a crankcase ventilation thing that's supposed to go back into the engine and burn through and instead you're venting it out to the atmosphere like that's problematic right so like but it's part of the whole system as you're saying and so like basically what they say is like it's all like if you fuck with any of this emission system like it's automatically a fail whether or not it impacts anything doesn't matter, which is weird. Like because they can't be that granular, I guess. At that, yeah, I mean, they thing. can't it's do like, the full a full test of like you know the factory goes through like a lot of tests to like get everything running in a certain condition, and so d- then allowing everybody to make whatever modifications they want to the whole system without yeah. restricting it, it's yeah. like. You know, yeah, I, it's it a, it's opens a weird it up one, to where it's like, how how would you ever enforce that sort of stuff, right? Right. It's I, almost I think like if if they did it, I think the cars are old enough it. at this point that a tailpipe test does a really good job. And like, I think if you did a tailpipe test, you would have to, and and you allowed all modifications to satisfy the government, you'd have to do a much more uh, thorough tailpipe test. Like you'd have to do it at high RPMs and different loads and that sort of thing. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think I it's more about the other stuff. Much of a difference. Yeah, I think it's what I was. It's more on the front side because I think their concern is like if you have some kind of evap circulation thing that is supposed to not vent out to atmosphere because now you're doing fumes, right? Like, like if they can test that shit, like that's that's where you know, like if that's what they're concerned about, like tailpipe well, they, is tailpipe. They can test. That, they do right? test that with a cap. They like right. do the they do the but pressure test. For, for example, like if there's like. Uh, Maybe that's a bad example. Like the crankcase ventilation stuff. Like people will do oil, um, oil cans, like to remove oil from the system into the intake system. And now you're separating the oil into the separate canister that might have a vent that goes out. You know, then you're, it's like, it's pretty minor, but like it's just, you know, and it's well, just saying. Also, if you look at cars, like if you look at like a, say a 76, 77, 911 or a 79 BMW 530i that, um, runs, that doesn't have cats, but it runs a thermal reactor. That car is like running way worse and, you know, and is worse for the environment than a car that, than one of those cars like adapting a later cat onto it. But that's an illegal modification as well. So get like, yeah. you're not allowed to like even make stuff like better, you know, which is what oh, all totally. this stuff does. It makes it run better and more efficiently. Yeah, it's that's usually like, what the like, and that's what a header does too. It makes it run better and more it's efficient. Very black and white, which is yeah. silly. It's, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's too blanketed, right? Like, yeah. and they don't want to. It's almost like they don't want to give it a chance. <laughs> like, or yeah. it's a board thought, but yeah. It's like, well, that takes too much time to figure yeah. out if it's good or not. Just it's not how it came from the factory. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it. but I think that's a like that's a real thing, right? Like trying to figure out a way to enforce this stuff is that's a real problem, right? Like, yeah. 
being able to go one by one with all this stuff. Oh, I think the tailpipe test does a really good job. Like especially, I, I agree with you. Any car pre OBD, I think it would be two, which is ninety five. If you just do a tailpipe test, that's gonna that's gonna do it. Especially the amount of cars on the road. I mean, if you want to still have a smog, that's like that's a pretty simple thing. Mm-hmm. We should start a petition. Uh, yes. Signed them all. It's so annoying. Yeah, that that is like the biggest thing for me, especially like back in the day with the Honda stuff. Like you had to go through this whole bar process and all that shit, which is really you know time consuming, expensive, and you had to have all this like basically like to put let's say a GSR motor into a Civic or something. Like that's right? that's like, the test that exists, right? Like the, yeah. this has been solved. You just have to borrow your shit. You do. Right? You have to spend tons of money. Is what but it is. Right. But I mean, here's because like, they can't yeah. they can't enforce. Uh, at a, uh, a wide level, right? Uh, with a s- tiny test like is run for regular smog. It doesn't make sense to do the full bar test for everybody, right? So they have a special place where you go and you get the bar test done and it's more expensive expensive and it's more extensive. So th- like this, this whole solution right. does exist, but check this out. So like all of that, like, it's, it's, it's still a pain in the ass and it's stupid because like you have to have all of the harness from the GSR. Everything has to be intact and you have to use the same ECU and all that shit. But we go right back to the tailpipe. Like why yeah, does any of that fucking matter? Yeah. Like, and why, they why, still why? are testing it with the tailpipe in the end. Yeah. It's like, it's wh- not any differently. Right. That's the only test that they're doing after you do all that. So why don't they just let you do the tailpipe test? Yeah, exactly. And you'd be, so, you'd be like, in the same position. Basically give people the freedom to put whatever the fuck they want yeah. under the hood. And as, then long just, as, as long as, as long as long as it, it passes. Clean. We yeah. want to burn clean too. You know, it's like, yeah. it, and that's the weird thing that always bothered me is I remember like for B16s in particular to put into an older car, like it's really difficult because there's only one ECU that's approved for like EGs. It's the the Del Sol B16, and that ECU was only made for B16 Del Sols in the U.S. So it they're not they're not common, you know. So like even if you had the same exact fucking software, the same exact system running your motor, if it's not stamped, I think it's a P3 or something. I can't remember. Um, you basically fail. Like, and it's just like. Yeah, dude, like my, that 323IS I had failed because the guy did a visual and the cat didn't have a production date on it. Oh, and right. that was like a new rule that they made that rule in like 1995. And meanwhile, this is a 1983 car and the cat was put on when it was brought here from Germany in 1983. And, and they're like, when, I'm like, when did they part, start putting the date on the cats? Oh, in the 90s when they made that rule. Okay. The, but this car's barred and it has, doesn't have, like, yeah. it was brought here in 1984 or whatever. And the tailpipe's probably still clean. So, oh, it was it, super clean. So why the fuck does it matter? Yeah. And it passed emissions so easy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I, what what did the so you've done the bar process? No, not my not oh. me, but I, I've had have a lot of friends who have. Yeah, oh. yeah, I've I've been to the place. Like, yeah. is the tailpipe test different? Uh, it's I think wider range, and then it's just way more. The the main thing that is is more um, they scrutinize more is is the actual wiring, the 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 onboard diagnostic system, the computer that runs it, like. Everything has to be like from the motor and from that car. Right. So like all the injectors, everything. So again, just all, everything has to be intact. But it's still going back to the, all they're doing is the scrutinizing. And then at the end of the day, they're just smogging it. They're just smogging it. Yeah. And yeah. it has to have everything intact the way that it came from the other car. And yeah. I think it's just because it's an easy, it's a, it's like it's a, a known entity. It's a known it entity. Past all these yeah, like yeah. major inspections to get into the right. world. And so if you start letting people tweak, one little thing, then all of a sudden you have to hire like 
these super smart engineers to like go through and understand the complete system. Or, or, you, have or you just have to do a tailpipe test. You, <laughs> right. you don't have yeah, to do any of it. Tailpipe. Well, it's, yeah. I mean, it's a, uh, I think these are things are more complex than... Uh, no, I don't think it have to be. That's the thing. I mean, if your concern is the environment. A, no, I just think it's like, I think it's easy to just say, oh, just let us have all the, uh, you know, let us change out whatever. And I think it's as like long, simplifying. We have engineers that are coming up with these things. No, they're not they're, the best no, they're not engineers that are coming up with that. Like the, with the tailpipe, te- with a, with an inspection, like, and stuff like that. It's not engineers, it's lawmakers. The bottom line is you're trying to improve the environmental impact of cars. And if that's your goal and the car still meets those standards from when it was new, yeah, which, but is, which is a tailpipe test. the same test, the same tailpipe test that you do, which is based on this system of only testing factory components, right? You, you can run these simple tailpipe tests because you're making the assumption that everything there is all factory and it's already gone no, through. It doesn't matter. But that's not tests. what it's, it's literally snare tests. coming out of the tailpipe. It's so, yeah. but you're not going like through the full rev range and all of these extra yeah, you things. Do. They're doing right. a couple rev and why does a couple things? And it, so I'm just saying that like they can do that simple test because it's based on the fact that all this was like a known, uh, manufactured product that was sold in the United but States. But it's not that simple of a test. I mean, you're doing multiple rev ranges. You're doing you it for it sustained. For yeah, it's, it. I mean, it, but I, I'm, what's you know, the difference? I, just, I, I, I think that it's more complicated than just like a, a quick analysis on this. Like for one, it's not, so you could very easily design a motor that was like spitting out crazy exhaust fumes at 6,800 RPM and you're driving to that all the, all the but time. But that's not and tested it's like, on any car. 6,800 yeah. RPMs for the test that's done now. But no, it's not. You never rev that's a car to 6,800. That's test that's done now. But you can do no, no, cams no, 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 in a car. You can smog testing. You that's never rev it anywhere. to 6,800. Never. That's. I'm agreeing with you. Yes. They so what does it matter? Because it's like from the factory, you have to meet cafe restrictions or whatever. Like they do I know, more. I know, but all of those tests. But, but factory built cars would fail that test at 6,800. No, you make it. That's what I'm saying. Cafe standard. He's saying you could build an engine where it's like puking out stuff at 6,800, but but you basically diesel gate whatever, right? Like it's up to you to homebrew to diesel gate. So you pass at 3,500 right? and then, you know, all bets are off for everything else. And then they're not doing an effective job of policing what cars are on the road and whatever. The amount of cars pre 95 that are even in this conversation. I'm I'm making like without pretending to know the details of everything. I just think it's a little lazy to say, I know a better system and it's stupid that California's well, not no, doing no, this. Well, no, no, it's not. I'm like, just saying. I think the, well, it is stupid, making, yeah. They're failing cars no, based California on is strict because we have a lot of fucking cars and we have cities with a lot of traffic. So right. things get built over time. But their like, concern isn't always tailpipe. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know who you're talking about or, or what the, what, who's concerned. Like I can only California guess, but I'm bar. just saying don't, like if you guys think that the, it, it's as simple as just let me put a header on and just sniff my tailpipe at 2,500 RPM yeah. and if it's fine, it's fine. I think that's just like, I do think it's that simple. And I think that you could have a stock car, like you're saying, stock systems. It's allowed. I'm allowed to put a cam in. If you're wanna, saying like, hear you're allowed to do engine modifications about. to a, a normal car. And that could change your whole programming of the car. You're allowed to do all this other stuff, but you're not allowed to put a header. It doesn't make sense. 
I mean, I, I see what you mean on the cafe thing, though. Like, I mean, because that that gets tricky. It's it's nebulous, right? It's an unknown. Now you're throwing in an unknown. Like, yeah, it, it's it, like, like you can, can't police it if you don't know where, what your starting right, point. Like, right. at least if you have a factory engine. I want to see this car that like know. pukes out stuff up at like <laughs> I think 68, it's like super, but not anywhere so else. Like, that would be a bad motor. That would my, be my main, my main point isn't the belching at 6800. My main point is. If you're trying to enforce rules, you have to have like a baseline. And if there's no baseline, then you're you're gonna have to. But there hire is a baseline. Engineers a, to like under understand all this. Nah, stuff. But uh, couldn't in a, in a perfect world, couldn't the baseline be what's coming out of the tailpipe? Maybe yes. during the test. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I think I want to hear somebody who actually knows what they're talking about. Well, they're not here. It's stuff. only us. But that's a straight up test right there. They know, can add one more it. rev range to it or whatever. Yeah, it doesn't right. matter. Or like, you have to go to a dyno and do an yeah. enhanced smog test, which is what happens. Which is what most cities do now. If you haven't registered your car here before, you have to start with an enhanced test. They run it on a dyno and they check for that. If your tailpipe's still clean, no matter what you've done, I don't see the difference personally. But it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like a, uh, speed trap. <laughs> If your point as a as a cop is to slow people down, stop people from speeding, wouldn't you make your car visible at all times? Wouldn't you put it out on the shoulder with the lights going at yeah, so you would. Get to you from ten miles away? No, your point is to get revenue by catching people speeding. Well, so I don't know. It's the same thing, I, dude. I think that that's a you. What if? <laughs> I mean. If you make it super visible, like these are complex things, right? You make it super visible, then as a person, that trains me to every time I see a super visible cop, I slow down. Yeah. yeah. Everywhere else I drive, I go as fast as I fucking want, right? That's it, what I'm training to do. That's the saying, result that you get. On Highway 17. No, because that would mean concerned. that you would have to put cops every. There would have to be a cop everywhere. Or so maybe you don't know where they're. What they're no, they move cops. around they move every around, but which saying, is no, what this cops is the do. Thing that, right. <laughs> You're saying if they're visible. Then all, all you're going to do is you're going to, there's no question about it. You're going to train everybody to speed until there's a visible cop. So that's going to mean, which that is what we do now. <laughs> yeah. Which is what everyone does now. But I'm saying, no, 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 that's not, that's absolutely not what happens now. Right no, no, no. now you have the, the thing in the back of your mind saying there could be a cop hiding. Yes. Even though I don't see one, I need to drive at a reasonable pace because they might catch me and sure. they're getting more and more effective at doing that. But right? there's times so. where there's weather involved and they're, they're saying that they're trying to keep people from being dangerous drivers yet. They're still hiding in the bushes and getting people for speeding tickets rather than making their presence known and saying, don't fucking speed. Wait, well, I, I don't understand Anyways. the point that you just well, made, but the I'm overall saying, impact is much greater if they're deterring people, right? Being yes. visible and, and no, no, no. I, I would argue that it's exactly well, the whatever. opposite. You're going to deter more people both. from you can speeding. Do both, but I'm saying, you do both. Yeah. That's and it's saying. not like they're going to be at the same spot every that's day. And you're like, be in different areas. So you wouldn't yeah. know if you're going to come around just the like they are now, but I'm saying they hide in a lot of cases to catch you speeding rather than to let you know, hey, I'm here, don't speak. And by the way, they're getting one person they could slow down uh, hundreds of people. Right. You guys just weren't thousands of people. Rage against the machine. <laughs> well, sorry, I didn't know we were talking to fucking that's, Mr. By the way, that's No, I'm just saying Japan. these things are complicated. Trump it's over not, here. It's not like you guys have these conspiracy <laughs> conspiracy theories about it, and it's like... No conspiracy, it, it, it's just my own It could opinion. be regular people making the best reasonable decision, and you, well, know, you, if you don't need think, to dig into the details more to really understand Okay, it. but... Can you agree that the CHP is trying to create revenue by getting speeding tickets rather than sitting there and telling people that? No, I'm here. you haven't convinced. Yeah, me hiding behind a bush to pull over one person. Right. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do you guys not see my point on that? No, I that see your point, but I don't you think You have it makes to sense. instill the fear that at any time you could get popped. Yeah, you could still do that. But and I say yeah, this yeah. like with the full, uh, uh, knowledge and understanding that you have to pay for a police force by writing tickets. So they have to, it, this is also true that they have to write tickets. Yeah, Dude, you can be visible with a gun and still catch people too. It's not. I feel like right. you're not getting the point though, Lane. No, like, I understand your point. What I'm saying point. is if you're, as a rule, always visible, then you're training people to only slow down when you well, see Well, it already cop. is a kind of a rule. No, like, it, okay, like I said, like. What? I feel like I'm not making my point to you. Like it's if you don't have that fear that you could, you would still have fear, dude. You go over a crest and you just said they're always visible, right? Yes. But that doesn't mean I could see them from everywhere in the world. And I have visibility to know they're going to be secret visibility to see them. You're still worrying that you're going to come over and see a cop. I I thought that when I heard you, you said the the, the argument was that it's uh, not like you're going to have cared about safety. Then they wouldn't hide and scare people. Yes. You would be like out in the well, open no, and you, everybody you, would see you. Here's the point. A windy road like Highway 17, you yeah. can't see the whole road at the, at one given time. You go around one turn. So if okay. you come around a turn and the cop is visible with his lights on, rather than in a bush behind the action so you can't even see him until you pass him, wouldn't that be a better deterrent and keeping people safe, which is obviously what they're there for? They don't, they're not there to collect tickets. They're there to keep the motorist safe, right? They're here to protect and serve. So yeah, it's it's the opposite though. They're, You're saying that you want to yeah no I I completely understand your yeah. argument and and so what you would get the effect you would get is a cop car is out there. Invisible. I know what you're saying. Everybody that sees the cop slows down for that uh, quarter mile or mm-hmm. whatever, like where the, they're visible. They see the cop and then the but, cop can see them. No, and, and I so think you get a hundred percent of the car. No, hundred percent no. of the cars slow down during that. Unless you're dumb, right? Well, <laughs> no, you mile. can go around yeah. the turn and get popped still, and yeah, the same yeah. amount of people are going to get popped. It's just that you're going to slow down Wait, people well, in why addition. Why would you get popped if you're not well, speeding it, in front of a cop? Because Wait, you wouldn't well, see him until it's too late if you're going too fast. What do you mean? You come around. You go around a turn, all of a sudden there's a cop, like, clear and present, like... Right there and present, you know, in yeah, sight. Yeah, I, hey, this is getting a little fuzzy. I, dude, it happens really all the time. The same argument. No, I we mean, are making we're the same argument. We're talking about a cop visible so that it's going to deter people from Exactly. Speeding. You're talking about a hidden cop. No, so I'm not. I'm saying he's around I've a turn. Tickets. I've gotten tickets. Dude, he's still like out. out. He's not, still out. About these, uh, he's still out. You go I can't. I don't know about you. I can't see through turns. But like, so like I go around a turn. I'm like, oh fuck! There's a cop. I'm doing 70 miles an hour. I'm still gonna get popped. It's happening. He's out in the. He's he's out there. He's on the side of the road. He has his lights on. I'm still gonna get. I can still get popped. And he's slowing down thousands of people to go over that road the whole time, rather than the four people that kind of see him in the bushes, and and he's only and he's still popping the same amount of people. I mean, it's what it's a. I mean, it's muddying the waters. You're talking about a cop that's kind of hidden, but no, also not hidden at all. Open. Not hidden at all. It's just you can't. I don't understand look, what you're I talking mean, about. Can you see thing. what's out on the street right now, no, dude? Look at we're, <laughs> we're forming arguments here about theoretical situations about how to like uh, reduce speeding in the population. And the one argument is, if the cops visible, you're slowing down 100 percent of the people who can who are in you know visible range. Sure, edge case, there's a dude that flies over the hill and doesn't see him and a still lot. gets a ticket. A lot. Sure, whatever. Yeah. I mean, for argument's sake, let's fucking make this simple, <laughs> yes. please. But so a lot of you get 100% of the cars in that case with the visible cop versus the other idea where cops are hiding 
you know, in many locations, they're never visible. They're always hiding. So then 100% of the cars for the entire 10 miles always have are driving now with the fear that there could be a cop anywhere. And right. I, my argument is that it could be a reasonable person made the decision, hey, totally fine to hide because then they're going to be scared <laughs> all the time. So overall... M- People speeding over a certain number of miles, it's better if they're hiding and everybody intrinsically is scared that they're going to get a ticket rather than depending on the fact that we have to have a cop at every corner to keep no, traffic for no, But it, But I'm, hidden, hidden, I'm exaggerating there right, just right, to right. make the point. But that, a car is still yeah. hidden if you can't see it around a corner. Or yes. on the other side of a That's hill right. on 280. Yeah. Or so as soon as you turn that corner, then your traffic is going to slow down as soon as they see him. But or, the, but and then as soon as they get around that corner, or, they're going to speed nah. up because they don't Maybe. see a cop. Right? Or how about this? No, yeah. you, now you know that there's cops turn. around. Like, that's, yeah. Yeah. like you immediately, like for, if I see one I'm, cop on right. 17. Well, I think we should move on because I don't think That's a good point, actually. I see one cop on 17. Yeah, I'm slowing down for the entire fucking Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to speed up again. How about this idea? You put up. Well, that is because you know, because the way it is today is there could be hidden cops right no just cops in general <laughs> that's that's what i'm hidden, saying but you have hidden, the fear but if you it was have hidden, a radar detector i wouldn't have seen he it wouldn't have seen it and he would have been scared no the fact that any cops could be hidden mean that they could exist at any time right like I, you have that fear it's I, built I, well, in because they but they no, have his, a good his, strategy his exact point was the fact i saw a cop yeah made me scared and slow down but but if he lived in a world where the only where cops were never hidden, then he wouldn't have to worry around that next corner about another cop. He would see the next why, cop. Why? No, you no, wouldn't, wouldn't around you the wouldn't corner. How would you see the corner, it? And then you see it and you go. Shit, All right, Sam, you have like X-ray so vision or something? I got it. No, no. In your scenario, yeah. I totally understand your scenario. In your scenario, every time I see, as a reasonable person, every time I see a cop, I'm going to slow down to the speed okay. limit. Yeah, that I'm safe okay. everywhere. Using that logic, but no, you're coming over a crest. I'm coming over the crest as soon as I can see him. It's too late. He already got you, dude. You're done. No, as soon as I can see him, I slow down. He already got you, dude. I think that's the thing. Is uh, you're visually this? I'm telling you, this is like we're trying to form a. Okay, you you guys are talking about a situation. Coming over hill where you're t- you're mixing a hidden and not hidden, right? No, no. You're saying he's totally present, but he's you're actually saying he's hidden behind this hill. He's out of view because he's you're coming over hill. hill. Because I'm you saying- are driving on a road and you cannot see five miles ahead of you. No, no. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll bring it back to Warren's original argument, yeah. which was if they really cared about safety, mm-hmm. they would just be out in the open. Yeah, they would. And and more people would slow down. Yeah. And I'm I'm I don't I disagree. <laughs> and I, I hope that I've made my point to somebody I mean, here. Art's point said that, when I visually see a cop, especially with their lights on, you might be like, oh, I'm gonna slow down for the rest of the road. Because we live in a world where there are hidden cops. Maybe nah, not. That's not. Maybe I, think I don't he's know. There's, behind me. there's probably another one around. Yeah. yeah. I, I so here's and by the way, I'm not scared. I, the hidden cop thing. I don't understand the whole like. I I think it helps to have them in plain view because when I'm driving down the road, you know, if I'm bombing down 280 and I see a cop and he's out in the open, he has someone pulled over, I'm slowing down. That's working way better than not seeing a cop and me not getting pulled over because I'm not one of the guys that's I mean, going to, 90 miles an hour. You have to have both. Yeah, like you need to see people being pulled over. You have to have the knowledge in the back of your head that there could be another cop anywhere that I'm not seeing. There could be a guy flying in a freaking airplane that could be tracking my speed. Yeah, sure. There How could about, be a freaking camera that's getting a speed trap. 
How about you have fake cop cars? Just dorm, oh, that's pretty dormant good. cop yeah, cars. I think we, there's no one's going to argue that the more you see cop activity, <laughs> you move them the around. more shit's going to slow down. And you do like the shell game where it's like you never know which is the real cop. Yeah. So then you're the more cruising. you can introduce that type of fear. <laughs> but also, I don't think it is. always watching. I don't think it should be fear, but it should be safety based. And that's I think having point. cops present saying. is makes it safer. And especially if they're in, in areas where... It's there's a high probability of accidents or crazy speeding. Having a cop visible is way better than a hidden cop. So the um, the hidden cop thing, I think I'm just wondering. I think of like my mom, for example, right? Like we're we we drive faster than most people. We're right? also so, hyper aware. So my my mom will drive 78 miles an hour down 280 and is totally oblivious to any cops in the world. Doesn't even think about it because she's been maybe pulled over once in her life, right? And now she's moving with the flow of traffic. Everyone's going 78, right? Because they don't see that cop. So now the speed is already elevated because the cops aren't present. So that's where we're seeing, like, if you start to sprinkle them in there and be visible, then you start putting that in. It's going to make an impact, right? It's like, oh, shit, cops, cops. Okay, speed limit down. Keep in check. Like, that's that's where I see it. Like, in in, in, in a situation. Okay, okay there's no, that you're you're making a point that's like an obvious thing, I think. Well, I mean, no, all, I think that we all know that all this obvious. is human behavior. When people see cops, they slow down. There's like no argument against that. So please don't make make it frame that I'm making an argument against that. That's just like a, that's a known element. But your your behavior. argument is that. Hitting cops are going to deter people more. He's saying humans I'm are going to change their ways, and because they're used to seeing cops, so then they're going to be able to see every cop. I guess. <laughs> I, I don't understand Lane's description there. I'm saying that Warren made the statement. I'm saying that it's not as simple as Warren's statement was. Warren made the statement that if they really cared about safety, they would just be out in the open. I think that only works. If you have a cop in every dangerous spot, and that's like just not, that's not a reasonable thing to do. I think that, uh, it's not true that, uh, safety, I think you would get a better effect if you have some hidden cops and some out in the open. Uh, so you, uh, instead of relying on enforcement by, uh, you know, posing cop cars as a threat that people see every once in a while, it's you're going to get a better effect overall if you build the fear into the people that they could get popped at any time because over a 10-mile stretch, you're scared that entire 10 miles versus over a 10-mile stretch, you're scared during that quarter mile where you actually see the one cop. And I think it's I'm going off the baseline human behavior. When you see a cop, you're slowing down, no right. question. The more cops you have on the road the the better your enforcement is going to be and, and and the lower the speeds are going to be no question and if people are I'm also going off the base uh, uh, uh off the assumption that if people think they could get popped at any time that they're going to drive slower overall and safer big brother they're always watching dude i mean that's going to be the most effective thing right like and so there's plenty of examples of you know, if you're absolutely not going to speed, you're going to drive safe as possible because uh, if if there are cameras everywhere, because you're absolutely going to get popped and it's just going to get sent to you in the mail and it's going to cost you money immediately. That's like Arizona. It's no bueno. Yeah, and like that's Switzerland and freaking Australia, uh, London and yeah. whatever. Like, Germany. sucks. Yeah. It's pretty terrible. That yeah. sucks. It's pretty horrible. It's, I mean, that's the worst thing ever, right? Like, yeah. You don't even get to play a game with anybody. There's no hide and seek. 
<laughs> oh, I thought, it's just I a freaking robot. I thought racing games. Sending you the ticket. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, heard, that, that yeah. fear, that's like, I mean, yeah, that's like hard to deal with. Like, mm-hmm. like it's not even just the fear in the back of your head. It's like, no, this is just a literal fact. Like if I go over this speed limit, I'm just, I have to pay a lot of money and in I got to make that money decision. The, it's a I transaction. It's, I don't know if it's the same in Europe, but in Arizona, they have a sign that says in a quarter mile, there is a speed camera. Yeah. So same thing. It's like having a cop saying a sign that says there's a cop up ahead. Right, know? right. And Which is interesting. People yeah. slow down. Like, what's the psychology there? Yeah. And they go through it and they speed up again. I don't know. Yeah. And then they're going to, what they'll do, what, what that forces is, uh, for people to pay attention. You got to pay attention to signs. So you just slow down like for every training you to, yeah. And, yeah. and if you're, if you're being an oblivious driver, that's like policing against oblivious drivers, which is, Maybe that's a really good thing, right? Like you yeah. have to read the signs. If you don't read street signs, right. then you get a ticket because you missed that note that said, "Hey, there's a there's a, a camera coming up," right? Yeah. Or is it you're distracting people from driving safely? I don't know. By making them read signs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always yeah. wonder that when you see the big signs that tells you all this stuff and you're like, "Dude, that is way more distract or the billboards in Los Angeles are way more distracting than yeah, the, you know, cell phones all, and stuff like that. It's all digital stuff yeah, too. Yeah, it's so, so gnarly, it's like dude. Animated, like it melts your mind, dude. The next ad. Sign, yeah. sign and you're trying wanna, to figure out what it says or what the guy is dancing for or whatever, you know. Oh, I thought it would be like probably um, no rules about it either like as far as like so. the 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 font size and all of this like yeah. and you have to squint to read stuff like i was just thinking like the those amber like light uh, alerts and it could be like i want to know how many people have crashed by reading by the looking drive at safely that. or buckle up or yeah, yeah. don't drink and drive <laughs> like yeah yeah for sure dude. That's kind of Buzz driving step. is drunk driving That's yeah a good one. exactly uh so yeah the nurburgring huh or not nurburgring what? um autobahn Speed limits, possibly. Yeah. They're trying to push that. I'm oh, sure. yeah, like fucking so many speed limits on that road, on those roads, anyways, right? Well, yeah. Autobahn has like some areas near cities where they regulate it, like so that they minimize traffic by like slowing you down way in advance, and so they nice. and, and they do they make flow make the flow really well. But then there's open spaces when you're in rural areas, and those are open, right? They have no limits. So they're thinking about getting rid of all those. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the road is designed for uh, fast driving. The cars are more efficient and safer than ever. Um, what's the justification? So they're saying emissions, right? They're saying, emissions? they're saying emissions, yeah. Oh, Cause your damn. cars are polluting more at speed right. with using more fuel. Yeah. Like anything over 60 miles an hour is inefficient. That was better. the reason for the 55 thing back in the day. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah, 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 was fuel. Yeah. It was to save fuel. And that was like the speed that was we were running out. Now we have, for that. We yeah. export more than we import. Yep. Yeah. That's so brutal, dude. Like it's it's literally designed to be driven fast on. Like that's what the autobahn is. <laughs> like yeah. and, and it's for because I, I know that, you know, there are alternative modes of transport that are very efficient in Europe, so that's one thing. But like it was be, it was designed to be driven fast on so you can get to places quickly, you know, and that and, and just as you said, you know, especially German cars, you know, have always been very safe for that. They've like been built around this thing. And it's totally. like um yeah, also I, the people in uh, that I've known from Germany and spent time there. They're so efficient in their lifestyle. So it's like, let them have something. I don't know. It's, it's a weird course <laughs> of thinking, I, I, I guess, but you know, they don't have dryers in their houses. Even if they're well off, they, they hang their laundry because it's inefficient. That sounds efficient, <laughs> right? Like it, it electricity wise though, you know, yeah. um, they're a sustainable culture. So I don't know. Don't know about that one. I am uh, opposed 
Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, it's really sad. I mean, especially like when you're into performance cars, right? And like the cars are, you know, they're designed to be driven at a certain speed and enjoyed at a certain speed. And like there's excitement there. And like I've been on the Autobahn several times and like it, they're, it's so flowy and, and awesome, like so that you can take a turn at 140 miles an hour. And totally. Just, it's so cool. And yeah. you're like, it's all like big, Pavement like qualities killer. It's you're uh, like tree lined, you know, huge trees on either side, just whipping by. Like it's such an awesome experience. And like, yeah. Or even if you're not the one driving fast to see cars fly by you. That's and, really and fun too. That's just their normal, you know, Sunday drive. Just boom. it's kind of cool. Yeah, is it worth the pr- the premium, man? We're destroying the planet by allowing well, people to drive. At, it isn't at the speed. It isn't good, but um, you know, there's a lot of things going on on the planet that uh, need to be corrected first. Yeah. I don't think that's where you need to start. I want to know what the real impact is, right? Like, right. I'm, I'm sure, and right. and it is, and I know. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I mean, I obviously, and I think we all agree, we're all for the environment. I mean, we live here. You know, we care about this shit. Like, but it's like. I know that the Green Party is like getting a lot of like power, or gaining a lot of momentum in Germany. So I think that's like that's a huge priority for them, right? And I mean that's cool and all, but like just as you said, priorities, right? Like there's a lot going on and a yeah. lot that needs to be sorted. Um, it's one thing, and is that the place to start? I don't know. Yeah. Um, do we have like a giant lobbyist group like the NRA, like in oh, SEMA? The- Oh, I mean, Seema's yeah. huge. Dude, but the NRA well, is like, like affects NRA. politics at the highest level, and it's like no, from my don't. cold dead hands. Yeah, because it wasn't. Everybody's written. got that argument. Because cars of like, didn't exist when the Constitution was written, mm-hmm. so we don't have the uh, same. That's true. Gusto. I think NASCAR might be a big one. <laughs> going back to that electric thing, I think they'll fight to the death yeah. to have their you know. I struggle with this dyno be- engines because we, as Americans, went through this industrial revolution, and we got to experience. Uh, machines and cars and have two cars in every driveway. And now we have cultures that are starting that process, which is like India and China, but it's so many people and it's happening so quickly that it's kind of crazy, but to stop something like people that are driving their car in the Autobahn, I mean, what's the percentage compared to all the scooters and, you know, well, this is back to the Indonesia argument. We were talking about this on the Thursday show. Yeah. The same kind of thing. Right. It's like, or, or the cruise ships or, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like the cars are easy I to go after. I guess you're like, look at these yeah. very niche, nuanced well, things. Germany can't make regulations I know. for China. I, so no, it's I like, know. you kind of act locally, you know. Right. But it's such a bummer that you're, I know. like, one of the examples I heard recently was when the California drought was happening. Um, consumers were asked to stop washing their cars and watering their yeah. grass and, you know, regular people. And it was, um, it made a, I guess, cons- uh, what do you call it? Not consumers, but citizens using water was 4% of water usage in the state. The rest was ag, <laughs> you know, big ag and some other right. stuff, but it was a 4% change either direction right. was going to be affected by our... If 100% not, of the people did right, it. Yeah. Not washing cars right. and, and watering Meanwhile, the Resnicks are like, you know, hoarding all the water to make almond exactly. uh, milk yeah, or you're whatever. Bu- you're, yeah, you're having cotton being grown in a desert and all that stuff. So uh, that's kind of the same argument. You're talking about yeah. this tiny little population. Yes, it will make a change, but what are we, what are we yeah. really doing? I know I, I thought about that recently. I mean, Brian kind of already 
you know, nip that in the bud, so to speak, is like you lead by example and you want and you, you do what you can control. But like, like, for example, plastic bags and stuff like that. Is it really uh, the U.S. that's really like contributing the most to that? No. You know, it's Or the straws and all that. Like I've been yeah. to India, dude. Like I've seen what their rivers look like. And like yeah. our rivers are, you know, can be shitty in certain places, but it's like it's not like us that are. That, that but we're are, also trying to like lead by example. Exactly. Right. And so and you do what you can control. We don't we can't regulate India, but they do like, OK, the, America has adopted this new thing. Right. And so you try yeah. to make that impact. But like. Um, I guess that's the thing here too, right? So no cars, more like, autobahns in India. No more autobahns in India. <laughs> slow down those dude. Little rickshaws. The freeways in India are insane. I mean, they're like not only do are the are the lines suggestions for where you yeah. should drive, but like it's just super congested, and everyone drives everywhere in both directions. Like you know, you're it's a right hand drive like you know country where you're supposed to drive in the left lane. But if there's an obstruction or anything, people will switch oh, on sure. a whim. Like, right. it's just everything goes. It's, <laughs> that is it's so, crazy. so crazy. Like, it's, yeah. it just is, it's exemplary of everything. You know, like, it's organized chaos in every sense. Like, yeah. waiting in line for food to trying to get on the bus to trying to get into school to education to everything. It's just all scales. And it's like, now I understand why this is the way it is. It's so crazy. China's like that to a certain extent, too. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah, not, uh, not dying to go check yeah. it out. Yeah. I I would be okay and I apologize to the Indian friends out there. Listeners, I would be okay not going back. I've been there a couple of times. How was the smog for you since intense. you're a vapor pretty terrible. Vapor yeah. uh, unfriendly or <laughs> uh Mumbai was horrible. Like um but the worst I've ever experienced was Beijing. Like I got literally like severely sick, like gnarly, like almost like um tuberculosis, kind of pneumonia. Coronavirus. Super intense. Yeah, and yeah, Beijing was horrible. Like you, I mean, you look it up, look up Beijing, you know, air pollution. And it was like visibility down to like 150 feet and you step out of the hotel and people are smoking cigarettes. I'm like, how is this even possible, dude? Like, yeah, it's so gnarly. Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah. It's really terrible. So we don't want that. We don't want that. Right. No, we want, no, we don't. We don't, we don't want that extreme. But and that, and that a lot of that is coal. Like a lot of that is from sure. factories. I mean, China is well, the factory that, of the they, world. So. They use coal to cook their food. Uh, they have little coal ovens. Ooh, coal oven. That sounds cool. It's not good. <laughs> that's that's, that's kind of <laughs> rad, actually. <laughs> Any other updates, or is it that time? Well, I drove a. What, what did, car did you drive down? I drove a, a, a 2002. It's an Alpina tribute car, like tarmac rally looking thing. What year? Um, it's a year. Okay. I think it's a 72, Round or 71. Round roundy? It's a roundy. Yeah, it's round, a roundy. Round yeah, it's a roundy. We'll start with that. I actually yeah. don't remember what year it is. You you can usually tell by the bumpers because 73s have the longer. Like um, attachments, but this car is all build. modified. And stuff. Yeah, it's a full rotisserie build. Like it's been, it was down to the shell and rebuilt, and everything is brand new. It's super nice. Uh, and Lane and I had seen this car at Period Correct like two years ago, like just randomly. Yeah, was that a Cars and Coffee basically there? Yeah. Um, what do they call that thing? Uh, I don't know what it's called. Stop. Oh, pit stop. Yeah, and that was the we saw uh, Paul. Yeah, Auto kind of yeah, gave Paul us a ride there, back. Yeah. And Coop King brought the car That's out. Right. I think it was one of his customer's cars. And, uh-huh. um, you know, our friend actually ended up acquiring it somehow. I don't know how he found it or what the deal was there. But uh, basically, it was handed to me to put miles on it because it needs to be broken in. <laughs> and the owner wants to be able to jump in and just drive it. And so, uh, that's why I came down and I have a new motor or something. It's a brand new motor. Uh, Terry Tenney built the motor. Uh, it's the exact same spec as my old car, the, the mint green car, except that this has smaller carbs. So it feels very similar, except that this feels like it's a little torquier down low and it dies out at the top 
and mine was less torquey down low and it ripped more up top because I had 45s. This has 40s on it, um, but not as stinky because mine had huge fucking carbs just dumping fuel everywhere. But same cam, a 292, like, you know, it's lumpy, super classic slow car fast. I mean, the car makes maybe 150 horsepower at the crank and I don't know, probably weighs like 2,300 pounds. Um, a lot of pedal to the metal stuff, which is cool because I was instructed to drive it, not, you know, you're not supposed to baby it, but you can't rev it over 5,500. Um, unfortunately, it's on very old uh, R comps on RA1s, so not the best driving. Are those 13 inch wheels? Yeah. It's on really sweet um, ATS classic. Yeah, those are awesome. Thir- wide ones. Wide, it's like 13 by 8s, yeah, all uh, square. So it's got the pig cheek Alpina fenders. I posted it on our feed. And I usually don't like those. But it looks really good on this car. I like it. I mean, it's pretty rad. Like, I was actually staring at it after when, you know, when I was taking those pictures that you mentioned look like Germany. Um, and the, you see the functionality there, right? Like, it's not just to actually give you, like, give, um, space to the wheel to articulate and to compress, like, with, with wide, you know, with a wide offset and wide wheel or whatever. Um, but on top of that, like, I was looking at it and it's like, you can see how it's designed so that you can compress at opposite lock. Like, if you come over a, a, a big, like, hill, like you're hauling ass up in the Swiss Alps and you land and you compress fully turned into it, it still has enough clearance for the wheel and the tire, you know, which is pretty rad. You're That's not going to cool. rip your fender off or whatever. Yeah. So it's like designed for like pretty hardcore shit. It has a half cage in it and all that. I mean, it's a, it's a really nice car. Unfortunately, yeah, just the, you know, the, the tires are really old. Um, these were not supposed to be on there. The car came on like newer, um, sprint classics, uh, Redersteins, but, um, the other tires, or sorry, the other wheels were, um, the offset was wrong. And so they were rubbing too much. So these are the right offset, but they had these old tires on there. So, I mean, I don't know exactly how good it is yet because right now it's like skatey and understeery that they're really hard nine year old. You can't take it over 5,500 either. And I can't take it yet. But so what, are the, what are those rev to? They don't rev that high, right? No, this one's set up to rev to like seven ish, which is like my Dang. engine was too. Uh, okay. Because it has like, you know, updated valve train and all that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's like 68 is like a pretty cherry spot. Mine would like rip. But that from thing like, probably like, makes right. pretty good torque. Those are pretty torquey. Yeah, yeah, it feels pretty torquey down low. And I mean, and you can tell it just kind of starts to go flat right around five. And I yeah. imagine it'll do the same to like 65, whereas mine like started to pick up heavily at 45 and rip right to like 68 uh-huh. um, with the same cam, just like, you know, different carbs and I guess different tune. Um, How's the suspension? Suspension's really nice. It's on Coney's um, and um, H&R's. I don't remember what particular, what H&R's they are, but it rides great. It's firm, but really like it dampens really nice and it's got a lot of sidewall so it's really good and it has shield man seats i think or no what they're they're gts classics oh they're okay called, um, oh how are those they're nice i think they're fuck are they called like nurburgrings or i think they're called nurburgrings that's a model them, yeah they're like the yeah. low back low back no headrest and uh decent support they're really comfortable actually they're pretty nice because they have um you know, like E30 seats, the, the Recaro seats have that extension that uh, on the bottom. Yeah, the front, thigh extension. The thigh extension. Yeah. These are like basically fixed, but they're like, imagine if that thigh extension is at halfway out uh-huh. like that. So it's nice and supportive throughout. And, um, dude, it's so weird. Like, so I, I exchanged this car with the Fiesta ST because that was going to get the rally suspension. So I dropped that car off and picked this car up. And you sit so fucking high in these cars. I totally forgot, dude. I don't think you can fit, Lane. You should sit in there. Like, really? I, I feel like 
I'm like two inches away from the ceiling. But, and they have a pretty tall greenhouse too. Yeah, two thousand two, and that's a, probably a lower mounted seat too. Well, maybe not. I think the rails or something are different on these seats, mm. and I feel so high. It's like super truck like, which is crazy. Uh, but yeah, the the brake pads are you know they're like uh, they're terrible. They're like super like just you know cheap like uh whatever i actually looked at the number once i took the wheel off because i needed we needed to replace them but very wooden like no bite at all and this car is a performance car but the pads are like ray besto whatever yeah and uh not aggressive at all so like it's like all you and they just don't do anything they're just like super wooden feeling it's really a knockoff of ray bestus is really bad i mean ray besto but a really nice setup it's got a the five speed out of an e, uh, e21 oh, so nice. um and it's really uh-huh. tight it's all rebuilt and uh lsd it's got the, oh, nice. the lsd from that i think it's a 391 um Dang. and uh yeah it's got that's all cool. the all cool like little alpina bits it's got an alpina cluster which is pretty rare uh that's pretty cool so on these cars <laughs> I mean, anyone who's seen a, a pre-1974 BMW 2002 cluster, they have these little polished aluminum rings. So this one's all black. And it has just like Alpina on there. Yeah. It's supposed to be more accurate. I don't know. You know, whatever. That's cool. Uh, and it also has an adjustable red line. So it, oh, yeah, like that's you cool. can change it you know, depending on your setup or whatever, right. which is pretty rad. Interesting. Um, so cool little bits like that. Um, it's got Talbot. Um, uh, mirrors on there. Yeah, the green dots. The green dots. So, did you adjust the red line to like five thousand or whatever it's supposed no, to be right now? I, it's just at sixty-five, but yeah. I'm, I'm just not revving that high. That'd be cool, yeah. like to adjust it for right yeah. now. Oh, just to have it. Right yeah, now. yeah. I mean, it's kind of like a. It's like an E46 M3, right? Right. It's yeah. like until it's warmed up. Right. That's true. Yeah, I guess I could. It's literally a little dial, like you would. It's very yeah. easy to change. Um, yeah, it's got all the instrumentation from Alpina too. Like it's got the oil pressure, temperature, all that stuff too, which is pretty cool. That's right. I like to see all that. Um, yeah, really nice car. Uh, we saw it two years ago and I remember at the time the owner wanted a lot of money. Like, yeah. Was it like 85 or something, something like that. Yeah. And we're just like, whoa, like that. And I think at the time there were a ton of 2002s going crazy. Yeah. That was yeah, when yeah. the BAT car, that tan like one had just gone for 70. Yeah. Right. Right. So they and were, it wasn't the only example. There was like another red one that was, yeah. Like and those were like older, resto. older yeah. restorations yeah. with yeah. like Nothing modifications. Special. Yeah. With like some, you know, it was like a techniques of like four and months and it was just like went crazy. And then yeah. I think, people woke up or right something. right yeah. and then so all of a sudden you know and you were, were looking at a 2002 around the same time i think too it was like a raced out white one over in San oh Jose. right, right. Yeah. That, that was the s14 swapped one dude it's kind of ridiculous i remember i offered that guy 45 grand and that was as high as i would go and Ugh. he turned me down it's crazy and then i but then we saw it at canepa and i was like oh shit yeah, i'm so glad you didn't accept, that, accept yeah. my offer because like there yeah, were a was, lot of corners cut on that car. It was definitely like, like built at home. Yeah. This was the exact, this is the exact opposite. This car is so nice. It's I remember really, seeing, really nice. this was like a showstopper yeah. at period correct yeah. that day and they had some really cool stuff. Yeah. So and it's hard yeah. to make a 2002 stand out these days because you've kind of seen everything. Like right. This one, it's like, uh, there's something about like the graphic elements used on the car too like where there's color and where there's not right right yeah it doesn't have like a blue thing on the fender yeah Yeah, it was on both sides it's on one side only but it looks really cool yeah and uh and it's got the bmw alpina script on the fender up top how they did like above the on the hood right yeah i uh, I would ditch those checker fog light covers the rally light covers yeah 
That's just so distracting. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of dig it. It is period correct. I mean, but but uh, it's a black like they just need to be fucking working. That's the thing because all of none of the fog lights work right now. So like, well, I, and it has two driving lights and two fog lights, and yeah. they don't work. So once those are wired up, it would be really helpful because lighting on those cars is pretty terrible yep. uh, as it is. Um, but yeah, nice car. Um, I think once the brakes are sorted and the tires are done, um, you know we're going to give it one last kind of kind of shakedown and he just wants a little more input but the goal is to take it on the rally. Oh, so nice. so um the option is for us to kind of jump in that car Have possibly you, and do that kind of thing. Uh but the owner wants to drive it and then, you know. And not on subject just think, speaking of fog lights. Have you guys seen those like I don't know if they're on all Japanese cars but I saw them on a show on Motor Trend, but AW11 fog lights, and they have the electric covers that pop up. So they're a square fog light that fit, like on the AW11, they fit down in the fog light area. In the grill, yeah. In the grill area, and they have, basically, you press a button inside, and it puts these plastic covers. They, they, they're hinged on either side and they fold down over to cover the, the lamps. That actually makes a lot of it's pretty sense. Pretty rad, though. dude. Yeah, dude. Cause yeah. they get pitted all the yeah, time. Yeah. Right? And they're, so. it's supposedly a JDM thing. Dang. I've never noticed. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, cause you just pop them up or expose them when you need it. Yeah, dude. Rather yeah, than dude. having to unclip them and put them somewhere, and, right, which you're right. never going to do, right? You're going to yeah. like, yeah. That's really easy. So cool. That's really cool. Yeah, I have I haven't noticed that. Hmm. I thought um, you would know Artsky. I know, dude. It's JDM guy. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else. Yeah, this, it's super nice though. This car, like, I, I pulled the wheel off because we're getting brake pads for it, and we've talked about this. I think with Wham before. I mean, it's come up on the show, but when you buy a modified car, <coughs> you try to get you know as comprehensive of a list as you can, right, with all the receipts and understand what's on the car. No one knew what brake. Uh, um, what front brakes were running. No, dude, so this is my big fear yeah. about a modified car. Yeah, I always yeah. say that this is my fear. Right. Is stuff like this, right. especially like brakes. Right. So here's an example. So, um, the, the brake pads suck. So we've addressed, we were going to address that. Um, and so, uh, this guy's mechanic is going to order some. And, uh, I go, I take off the wheel and I look at the caliper. There's no markings on it. There's like double O two six or something on there. That's it. And it's a four-piston caliper, and I know that E21 calipers are two-piston, so I know it's not an E21 caliper. Um, so I'm like, okay, well, um, I started thinking. I'm like, so I hit up like, um, you know, some basically the guys who run BMW 2002 FAQ, and we happen to know them. They're local, and they know everything about these cars. So I send them a picture. I'm like, dude, I think these are Volvo calipers, just from some looking at pictures. But what do you think? And then, um, you know, went back and forth, and it turns out that this car has. Volvo P1800 front calipers on it. So like, you know, I think Jared did like a Volvo 240 or something. Oh, really? Swap. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I think he, you're right. It was Volvo. Yeah. And it's probably only the front, by the way, too. Oh, it's like the, the front. back. No, the back, the back is a yeah, whole nother game. The back's are E21 drums. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, and I guess, you know, they have the same exact bolt like mount, you know, the distance is the same and everything. Uh-huh. And you just, it's just a matter of plugging in the brake line, you know, so, Interesting. uh, but, he was about, the mechanic was about to order, uh, you know, E21 pads, right. but like, which wouldn't have fit. Like you have to now order performance brake pads for a Volvo. <laughs> which, yeah. yeah, is your selection uh, super slim then? Yeah. I guess they race them, right? I mean, there's gotta be vintage. I mean, but, but I mean, but then you go full race. And it's like, uh, then you got the full, yeah. Like, is there something that's streetable? Um, I, I don't know. I, I leave, I'm leaving that up to him. I said, here's the situation. You know, we, you know, we went back and forth. Race but, pads. 
Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what ends up on there, like Hawk Blues or some shit. Uh, but uh, yeah, just funny stuff. Big ass sway bars on this thing, which is pretty cool. Um, one thing that does bother me though a little bit, and just this is something that is blatantly obvious, especially not only after owning and driving my car, but um, what I got to drive that one um car that uh Paul at Auto Kennel was selling. You remember that one? Yeah, yeah. Perfect. The white right? one, that it really was like nice a, one. You're, yeah, perfect in the sense that it's got all the right modifications. All the right modifications. Like just, just a little bit of modifications. Just yeah, and it's also perfect in in condition. It was oh, like yeah, absolutely right. perfect. And uh but it had new old stock skinny steelies with little skinny CN36s, like 175s. Yeah. And um that car was so much fun to drive because like those are grippy, but you can break them free, you know, and in everything, all the inputs are super light and that's Playful. what that car should be. You know, yeah. it's like a, it's a really light car. Yeah. It's not a grip it's, monster. Yeah, It's like very nimble and you can throw it around and you slide it around really easily. And this car has these really wide tires with like also that are, I mean, they're old R comps, R comps, but they're still, you know, relatively sticky. And then on top of that, you have a wider rate, uh, wider scrub radius now because you have the wheels way pushed out. So it's a wider front and rear. And all the inputs are way heavier than they need to yeah, be right. until you're hauling ass. And then like, but in the, even in the tight twisty stuff, like it's like, it's so much effort required, you know, like when I feel everything should be, it shouldn't be that way for this. Car, but it's right? almost like, uh, in period that was rad because you were like getting the most grip you could and all yeah. that stuff out of, out yeah. of these wide you're tires. You're going to carry way more speed. And you're going to carry way more speed. But now in 2020, you're kind of like, well, that's not, this car is not going to keep up with anything. So right, like, yeah. I'd, I'd rather have it be so. playful and, yeah. and fun right. and more like, yeah, more fun than have it more grip. Right? I think there is a situation where this would make sense. And I think, you know, it's supposed to be a tribute like tarmac rally car. Yeah, race car yeah. And, you know, you look at the roads in Italy or, or Switzerland where these cars were raced and they're kind of gravelly. So I can see that being really good for that, you know, where you can kind of move around, but in, in a, in a slick and or not in a slick, but a smooth grippy surface, it's like, you're really muscling this thing around. But and yeah, it's like, I mean, but it's not about driving fun. Yeah. When you're a full tarmac rally. No, right. it's about, it's about sure. going as fast Absolutely. as you can. Yeah. That is definitely the yeah. case. Yeah. And it's all about performance. And, yeah. And, and if, uh, if you need bigger forearms, then all the better. Because, they, yeah. And, and, and that's my problem, not the cars. Right. right? It's like, yeah. and it's even like, I, you know, when you go go-kart racing and everyone's complaining, it's like, well, dude, like go-karts yeah. take a lot of effort, right? It's that's like, what they, you say to everybody. Th- yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you're on the top of the podium. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, go-karts beat you up like in, you know, in every way. Right. But I, so you're saying it drives like a go-kart. It drives like a go-kart. Cool. Yeah. It kind of does, actually. <laughs> um, last thing I'll say is um, this This sounds bad, but this is subjective. I really don't care for the sound that these engines make. It's like nothing. It's yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's like... They're very got, like putt-putt. Yeah, very putt-putt. And I was like driving it like at, you know, even at 3,000 RPMs around town. I'm like, this reminds me of a lawnmower or something. Yeah. It's like it's like not a great sound, you know? Like Especially like at idle and stuff. Yeah. With, it, with a can. With a like, can. Very putt-putt, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, the carbs help. You get something. It's like air sucking in there, but... It's not a fucking little dual overhead cam alpha engine or, you know, or, or anything like that that has a great sound to it, um, which is kind of a bummer. My, my, um, yeah, my E30 engine's the same. But is, exhaust sounds killer, though. It does, yeah. but I mean, it's still comparatively to some other engines, it's not 
Yeah, I really like. I mean, but the M20 sounds so good on the in the backside induction. Yeah, in there. Um, I think this car is probably as fast as your car. Like that's it. Oh. it's like a like an E30. <laughs> oh, throwing no, I mean, those things like out. you look at the numbers. Like word. this stock was like zero to sixty in like ten point nine seconds, and like it was really slow, right? That's so pretty quick then. I mean, so not now my you're car's quick, but for a two thousand two, that's yeah. Although, that's and pretty good. well, if it has one hundred and fifty horsepower, it only weighs twenty three hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah, and your car weighs what twenty six hundred, and it's one hundred and seventy seven. One hundred and sixty. Yeah, I thought they were at one seventy seven. You're talking about wheel or crank? Crank. Well, crank. Yeah, crank. I don't know. My motor's uh, old, so it's like yeah. who knows? Right? I don't think they were. I don't think they were one seventy. No, they're one sixty. One sixty two or one sixty five. Yeah. But torquier too, and all that. Yeah, um, torquier for sure. Yeah. But I feel like just from knowing E30s, I've owned yeah. some and I've driven. Well, you should drive them several. back. To back. Yeah. I mean, I think they're they're very similar. Yeah. Um, which is, I mean, it's it's a, it's a good speed. You know, it's yeah. just you use it. Use all of it for sure. Um, I got to run here, so can we do quick trivia? shout to Joe and uh, Garrett and Chris Andropoulos and crew for that. I, I went and had beers with them as they were doing this thing, picking up uh, Thomas Illich. Uh, yeah, I didn't get the text. Thanks, guys. Yeah, right, go on. Uh, <laughs> By the way, happy birthday, Brian! Uh, yeah, we said I that. felt oh, pretty yeah. shitty. Yeah, I couldn't. I, I tried to escape, and I already had commitments. We were yeah. all waiting for you, and we were like, you know, the candles never got blown out. Dang! Um, I did see next, your candle video. That was time. insane, dude. Yeah, that's some lungs you got going on there. It's very interesting because it was kind of like the most depressing moment when uh, was when I got congratulated on blowing out the candles, and you're like, oh wow. Oh that's yeah, a sign that was a goal, big. That it? was a feat. Yeah, to but do all those. When you think about it. Yeah, I mean, it deserves a little there's, something because it's like there's this there's <laughs> a, you could put it on a chart where it's like here's the the number number of candles you need to blow out you know as you go up in age that's going up one every year and then here's your lung capacity as you get to be an old oh, motherfucker yeah, yeah. going down and it's like after you start uh, going past a certain point it's like you're gonna have to start getting credit Dude, for that, that cake stuff. was so good too it only looked great it's a taco cake but <laughs> yeah. man it was delicious. Fucking delicious. It was yeah, it was a cake made to look like a taco. Toppings and all with like sour cream. Sour cheese, cream, yeah, yeah. Beans. Gummy bears as uh uh tomatoes and yeah, it was it it, it did taste good. Yeah, that was an Excellent. amazing That's and awesome. that was just like a next door neighbor sort of thing. Um I actually was thinking uh I didn't see it for some reason. I don't I just remember the candles and being impressed by that. But um I was thinking Choco Taco, a big Choco Taco cake. Choco Taco, Choco. Choco. Jeez. Choco? Do you see Chocolate? Chocolate? Choco Choco. Chocolate milk? And it rhymes. Choco Taco. Yeah. Dang. Good boy, Wayne. Choco Taco. It's part of the marketing Yes. I've always said Choco Taco. Taco. Do you say chocolate? No, I don't. But but if you shorten it though, I don't know. I'm trying to think of an angle. Cocoa? Cocoa. Yeah. There you yeah. Go. Exactly. Cocoa taco. Cocoa taco. Choco taco. Yes. Choco taco. Choco. Since day one. Choco yes. Taco. Never heard it. No, dude. Come on. Like it. It, it sounds like chalk. Sense. No, it's chocolate. I hope everyone knows what we're talking about, by the way. Is this, Choco a, Taco. Is this a California They're thing? delicious. And go to an ice, yeah. ice cream man truck. Ice cream, ice cream man, man truck. Ice cream man truck. <laughs> yeah, go ask the ice cream man truck. Go ask the ice cream man. Go ask the truck. Ask the truck. All right, you fuckers. Yeah, let's trivia that. Trivia time. Trivia time. Um, the Subaru... Oh, I must blew the trivia. Hold on. The Subaru <laughs> Brat. <laughs> Subaru offered a model in Australia. You're definitely about to say a B. We all heard it. I know. Subaru offered a, a model in Australia known as the Sport <coughs> Brumby. 
Brumby. Brumby. Sport nice. Brumby. Sounds nice. like a word Art would make up. What yeah. model was it? Sabaha. No. It's a brat. Ding! Because he was going to say a B. You said, yeah. How do you know I was going to say B? That's the uh, four-wheel drive Sport Brumby so in Australia. So yeah. they didn't call it a brat? They called it a Sport Brumby. What the hell is a Brumby? I like it better. I don't know. What is a Brumby? What's a... a- yeah. Why, I, why I would wonder, you name a car a brat? I wonder if yeah. that was too offensive in Australia. I bet um, it doesn't cross. Maybe they don't use that as a term. Yeah. For, why do we call it a Why do we call it, it Why would Why would that be called a brat, though? Doesn't it stand for something? Yeah. Oh, it does it? Is it an acronym? Oh, you're right. I think God, it does. Damn it. Buddies rolling all the time. All the time. TT. In the TT. It, no. no, it's a single no. T. I'm joking. Uh, all the time. Are you guys well, I mean, somehow we got to tie the seats in the back. But. Buddy's rolling all the time. Can I give you guys the... Buddy's rolling all together. together. All together. <laughs> rolling all together. Dude, this well, is really no, stupid. If Brumby's an acronym, that's going to be a very hard task. It is short for Bi Drive Recreational All Terrain. Re- 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 Recreation. Recreation. Recreational. Recreating All Terrain Transporter. Ah, I hate oh. it. It's stupid. I don't like so it. So they got an. So a brat is actually. All Terrain is two words. It's A, you know, hyphen T, I guess. If you get Brumby it. is not just All Terrain, by the way. Okay. Well, uh, it's known as the Brumby in the United Kingdom and Australia and the shifter MV or Targa in other markets. Oh, nice. Did those Targa shifty. top. The shifter? Shifter. Shifty. Shifter, shifter AV. Shifter. shifter or shifter. Shifter. Oh, I like shifty. How about swift getting swifty? Shifty. That's a Rick and Mortyism. Um, all right. Last Brumby. trivia. There's a new specialized mountain bike out. It is their full-on dual suspension. It's called the Brumby. Downhill yep. bike um, with a an integ- integrated electric motor built into the frame. Mm-hmm. It's called the S-Works Turbo Levo SL Founders Edition. Holy shit. <laughs> the Founders <laughs> Edition gives you uh, some gold uh, lettering rather than just the silver or what have you. Um, how much is this new mountain bike? Twelve thousand nine hundred and fifty. God, good guess. Twelve nine fifty. Lane, you're supposed to go last, but go go on, boys. So those those cruiser things are like fifty seven hundred bucks, and this thing's way more complex. I think Lane's guess is pretty good. And I mean, you're talking like just a regular legit mountain bike is going to be like six grand, no electric. Fourteen five. Although a brand new sport bike is like nine grand or something. Nine. <laughs> yeah. Fourteen five. I I legitimately Lane, I was gonna say something like twelve nine 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 nine. Uh do it. Okay. Sixteen thousand five hundred and twenty five dollars. Dude, that is like Ducati pricing. I wonder what that's the non founders edition would crazy. be. It is I'll tell you. You can get a Ducati for like nineteen, right? Like a Ducati monster or something? No, I think they're less. No, you can get a monster so for like the, the like non founders edition and this one does have the turbo. Uh, "Quote unquote turbo built in uh, thirteen thousand five turbo graphics sixteen, but specialized top of the line mountain bike is sixteen thousand dollars. Electric, crazy dude. Uh, real quick, got to squeeze in Brumby. A Brumby is a feral horse in Australia. Oh, cool. There you go. That's some street cred. Mustang, Mustang. Dude, I can get a hyper. I can get a hyper motar nine fifty for thirteen thousand two hundred and ninety five. But Jesus can you ride that Christ. on a single track? Put on some knobbies. 
Yeah, could so dude we'll track it. Nice. Shout out to our boy Theo at Specialized laying up that carbon stuff. Oh dang, he's fucking banky. <coughs> I don't think he does the mountain bikes. I think he's more road bike ish, but I could be wrong about that. I gotta go later. All right, later. later. patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome go check us out on patreon and please become a patron of our podcast it helps us out a lot and you get some cool stuff in return we give you a weekly podcast which we title experts in automotive opinion i think we've done 60 of those so far something like that we also give you exclusive patreon only stickers and we'll send you a sticker pack right when you join uh we have discounts and early access to certain events we do like camping while awesome and we give you first crack at our rallies check it out and join us on patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Thank you guys.